Welcome, everybody, to a special edition of Seat Time. No, you're not crazy. We've put out another podcast. It's been a while, but I'm sorry for that. Life happens, and so we're just going to talk dirt bikes, American Hard Enduro, World Hard Enduro, the World Enduro, all the stuff that's going on. It's going to be quite crazy. But with the 2018 Tennessee knockout coming up, Mr. Will Presson from American Hard Enduro themselves reached out and was like, do you want to talk dirt bikes and drink a little bit of beer? And I was like, beer drinking? at Bench Racing. That is what we do. So, Mr. Will Presson, welcome to the podcast. It's been a long time. How the heck have you been? What's up, Brian Pierce? I'm doing good. How are you? Man, well, I've got a beer, and I think that's how any good beer drinking Bench Racing podcast should start. I am uh, consuming my Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. I went to the local Walmart, and I was like, you know what? That looks good. It's been a while. I haven't had that in a good bit, so. Okay, listen up. You ready? Ooh. Okay. That is a Yeehaw IPA from Johnson City, Tennessee. Yummy. So, local enough. Local Delicious. enough. There you go. I'm in, dude. So, uh, I believe one of the Yeehaws is one of the ones that you brought to me at the Tennessee Knockout. Yeah, it's one of my favorites, and this IPA is is pretty stellar. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a few. All right. So, for those of you out there that have uh, wondered, would you choose a Sierra out of Nevada Pale Ale, or would you choose the Yeehaw IPA? We want to know in any of the comments or any of the places that you would make fun of us socially. Decisions need to be made. But speaking of you always bringing me beer at the Tennessee Knockout, it is a disappointment that I will not be there this year. Boo. I know, man. It's been since 2013. I think was my first year. 2012, 2013, and uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm I'm really disappointed. But at the same time, I did get to spend a week in Hawaii, um, and that's mm. kind of where my time and money went. So, <laughs> well, just so you know, we we've got a little surprise since you're not going to be there. Um, you'll just have to stay tuned, and and maybe you'll see some pictures. I love it. I, I did. Uh, I did talk with Catherine on the phone to let her know the bad news, just because she's always been very gracious and let seat time have have media passes and and a little bit of a clout, if you will, to just take pictures, video people, and ch- and have fun. And I had to let her know. Um, and I said, well, we do know that Mr. Art Presson, uh, Art Pepin, Pepin. has always uh put put some put me in his pictures lately. So hopefully that uh that that continues, and we can we could still quote unquote have me at the TKO. You'll be there. I like it. You'll be there. I like it. Uh, somebody's going to be wearing a green t-shirt or there's a cutout. One of the two needs to happen. Um, so let's just dive right into this. There's so many ways we could probably spend an hour and a half easy just talking about all the craziness going on. But I think a good, quick, fun recap would be American Hard Enduro. This is something that you and Drew Kirby started a little bit ago, um, I think maybe around the last TKO. But how has that been going? What have you guys been doing? And then on the other side of that, what have you seen in the American Hard Enduro racing scene? That's such a difficult question to answer and like you said I could probably spend an hour talking about it just because this this kind of just happened on my computer um I was you know looking at sites like seat time looking at sites like um hard enduro world you name it enduro 21 and I was like there's just no american hard enduro promotion going on and we have this potential of of having a series here of having more and more races why can't we have a romaniacs type event you know, that's what all the guys that I know that ride hard enduro, they're always talking about, you know, TKO is great, but why can't we do this? You know, um, and then Rev Limiter comes along. Rev Limiter is great, great, but let's do this. And, and, you know, Tough Like Roar and Battle of the Goats and King of Motos. So we're yeah. getting there. It seems like but, there's there's so many there's so many great 
ideas to change the format, right? Opposed to green flag, checkered flag um, of what we're kind of so used to or minutes around a lap like we are with motocross. Like So in hard enduro, it seems like we're able to play around with a lot more dynamics of how to create a race. And that's what's fun about it because in Europe, they're not the same. Romaniacs is different than Erzberg, which is different than Sea to Sky and Hell's Gate's different. And, and, and that's just the fun part about it. They're not GNCC races where let's go racing for three hours. So, you know, it can be a one-day event. It can be a five-day event. And um, But back to the question, American Art Enduro, what are we doing? Um, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to put together a real series, a real point-paying series. Um, right now, we're doing the fictional-slash-virtual championship, which has actually gotten more attention than we originally thought it would. Um, so, so that's a good thing. We're also out there just selling T-shirts, trying to – you know, raise more awareness for the American Hard Enduro plight, um, if you want to call it that. <laughs> we're working so hard. I know. The we're, dirt we're under our fingernails. Races. Yeah, we're trying to go to races. We're, we're trying to promote this thing. And, you know, people seem to be responding. You know, we, we, we get so much love. It, it's great. Everywhere we go, people are all about it. So we're just, you know, we're, we're figuring it out as we go. We, we don't know exactly what we're doing, but you know, here we are. That's okay. When we, when, when seat time was the thing and it was, it was churning along and, and, and picking up, I guess you could say fans, if you want to call them that maybe drunks is a better uh, term for it, but still like people that were entertained by it. Yeah. It was kind of like, we were just like, well, this seems cool. Let's talk about dirt bikes and drink beer. Right. I mean, that was it. Right. So, but for, for those that are trying to like, Oh wow, that peaks an in interest, American hard enduro, where do they find you guys? Are you guys just on Facebook? Are you on other social platforms? Do you have a website? Well, Facebook is our main, um, you know, source right now. We, we, we're getting 3,500 followers. We're getting a lot of, um, I don't know, clicks, a lot of likes, a lot of comments. That's great. Um, Instagram, we're starting to do more and more Instagram stories, videos, um, you name it. Like this week, Mitch Carvolth is in Tennessee. So we've, we've gotten to ride with him a couple of times, gotten to put out a, a couple of cool videos with Mitch. Um, we're also on YouTube. So just anywhere you go, American Art Enduro, we're working on getting a website. We don't have that yet, but um, you know, like I said, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. All right. Well, if you guys haven't followed these guys, definitely go check them out. So. I'm glad that Will wanted to talk about TKO because, again, I always love talking dirt bikes, especially drinking beer. So we're going to put those to uh, t- to the test today. So locally, right, and we'll call locally, nationally here in the American side of the hard enduro races, you've made quite a few races already this year. And, and, and what have you seen? What, anything catch your eye or any riders stand out that you feel maybe haven't had the attention that they deserve in the past that are starting to see a little bit of traction now? Yes. Um Recently, Jordan Ashburn has been on a tear. Um, he had a, a good tough like roar. Then the Ohio race, the Bad Medicine race, which is, is this is its first year as an AMA event. He just he dominated. Well, he didn't dominate, but he had a great race. And then Battle of the Ghosts last weekend in North Carolina, he he crushed it. I mean, the guy. Not only is he a, a good GNCC racer, I mean he he podiums those, but. I mean, he's turning into a serious hard enduro contender. Um, That's awesome. He's always kind of done the Tennessee knockout, if I remember correctly, right? Like, he's always just kind of been there on whatever well, team yeah. he was in. He's from, um, like, Livingston, Tennessee, which is kind of north, like, near the Kentucky border. So it's very similar terrain, you know, right out his back door as it is to TKO. So it makes sense that he would do well there. But, um, you know, I, I look for him 
possibly to get on the on the podium this year, even with you know the the field being so deep this year. Cool. All right, we'll continue on. Any others? What what else you got? Well, I mean, obviously Cody Cody Webb started off the year going gangbusters. I mean, he dominated Rev Limiter. Um, I think King of Motos. Um, you know, there, there was a struggle there. I don't I don't know. I wouldn't say he dominated, but he won that one. And then I guess at Erzberg, he got hurt. So it created a huge vacuum in the hard enduro thing. So then you have guys like Nick Farringer, um, Jordan, Ben Kelly, Josh Toth, uh, just some guys that hadn't really, uh, you know, been way up there in the scene um, that seemed to be rising to the front. Um, obviously, guys like Kyle Redman and Max Gearston. Some of the West Coast guys have been doing well, but, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting seeing the KTM guys from, you know, the Northeast, Ben Kelly and Josh Toth, see how they do. Yeah, and those guys have, I, I think throughout the past two to three years especially, both of those dudes from the Northeast, now they were always awesome when they were just doing, you know, the J-Day stuff, but as they started to kind of work their way south a little bit, hit a GNCC here or there, and then and then come to the TKO, like they just kept creeping their way up, right? And now we've seen those guys almost, you know, one of them at least fully factory, the other kind of semi-factory. Um, they've right. really put a name out for themselves, and especially with, you know, at the GNCC level, which is really kind of the top end of the East Coast racing. And then now, too, like the hard Enduros they've done, we've seen a lot of great performances from them as well there. So for them to, again, take that next step up within the rankings at the Tennessee Knockout would make complete sense. Yeah, and Ben Kelly, he, he kind of, I guess, what was it, two years ago where he came through the amateur race on Saturday and then I think he podiumed on Sunday at TKO. So... We we know he's a, he's a good hard enduro rider, but the the performance he put in at um, I guess tough like Roar in Pennsylvania, the guy's coming for sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's gonna be good to see. Now, guys coming. Now the thing is, is let's look, before we start to throw out some international names that are gonna make it to the Tennessee knockout. Let's let's talk about Cody Webb a little bit. You you kind of mentioned it. Now he did get hurt at Erzberg, um, right? And, and that that took a long time to heal. And from what what you've told me a little bit, or what just looking around at Instagram and other bits like that, he really has not been riding that long. Um, now this is his race to lose in that regard, right? He, 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 everyone knows that Cody is the one to try to beat here. So he has a lot of history to be able to uh, lean back on, but how much do you think that lack of bike time, that seat time, if you will, has really gonna, is gonna, gonna hurt him? Like, could it hurt him? Well, I mean, let's face it. If Cody Webb is at 90%, I don't think anybody can beat him there. I mean, he knows the trials training center. He's been, I think he's been riding there since he was a kid on a trials bike. And, and now, I mean, he's got his lines dialed in like no other. So if he's 90% to hundred percent, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe somebody, maybe Wade Young, maybe some of those guys could hang with him. But, um, obviously when Cody's at his best, I, I don't know if anybody can beat him there. Um, what, what do you think? Um, it, I think the, the, my question to your question, is he at 90%? Do we don't you, know. I, I, it's, 
Yeah, I mean, we could make that speculation. I'm going to go no. I mean, I have to go there. I have to say I don't think he's going to be 90%. He's probably going to be 65 70 75%. Now, the one thing that we do know that is in Cody's favor is his sprinting capabilities, which he worked on for a very long time with all the mm-hmm. motocross practice that he did. So if he is smart and says, you know what, I can – take seconds, I can take thirds, I can take fifths when I need to take a fifth throughout the day to just get into the main, That right. then there's no issue. But if a little bit of those longer events, um, quote-unquote, take it out of him um, or give him trouble with his ankle, um, is there a chance that he could not even make it to the main? I, 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 that part is tough for me to kind of put my teeth around. Like I, don't, I think he's making the main, but he could get his ankle or his foot or whatever within that recovery period could take so much taxing that by the end he may not have the ability to sprint like he typically does uh, in the final. Well, I think he's purposefully been kind of sandbagging. Um, if he's riding right now, he's not letting anybody know it. Which you know that that's a I think that's a solid move. Yeah, he, he's agreed. not he's not showing his cards at all. He's been on his honeymoon. He's I, I'm assuming he's back in California. Oh, now. so we're saying he's getting exercise, but he just hadn't been on a bike. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I I, I think uh, he's a great follow on Instagram. So, um, you know, I don't I don't know what he's been up to other than honeymoon. We'll leave it at that. Hi-yo. So, uh, I I don't know. I I imagine he's riding right now. Uh, probably as we're speaking, he, he's out training his tail off. But I'd say we'll find out here in about five or six days. All right. Okay. So we we, we touched on that. I'm sure it'll probably come up again. But. We've got a, an awesome round of international competition coming in. Now, I'll just I'll throw the ball in your court. I want to kind of hear some of your your key guys that you really think are going to either push Cody or just give it a chance to really make a, a name for themselves that maybe haven't done so before. Well, you you got to start with Wade Young. Um, he's been over here. He's been on the podium. He is the Romaniacs champion from 2018. I mean. The guy is a beast. I think he's got the sprint speed to possibly keep up with Cody. Um, and now he's experienced the, uh, you know, he's experienced winning. The, the guy's experienced the Southeast. He's experienced the humidity. Um, I was talking to Clay, uh, Clay Stuckey the other day, who's the American Sherco guy. And he was saying that the first time Wade came over here, he was like, Wade, are you ready for this humidity? And, <laughs> and, and Wade was like, oh, we have humidity in South Africa. And so then he, Clay said a few minutes later, he looks over and Wade is just pouring sweat. And he's got this look on his face like, what is this? Yeah. Because Tennessee humidity, if, if anybody hadn't experienced it, it's different. Especially, and especially in, in that weird spot too, in that southern part yeah. of Tennessee, like it is. I grew up in New Orleans, so I know humidity, but that is some right. some sadistic ass humidity. <laughs> and it, it doesn't even have to be ninety degrees; it can be eighty degrees. And when it's one hundred percent humidity, and the rocks are sweating, and you you know you're wetter than if you jumped in a swimming pool, it's it's just a different story. Right. I, I like Wade Young right now. Obviously, you mentioned it. He's coming off that Romaniacs win. He's obviously done really well. And, and he's had a lot of time on the Sherco, and now he kind of knows what the TKO is about and how to pace himself. Um, I could see a lot of guys coming over and thinking they need to be 110% like when the first green flag goes, but not realizing, oh, wait, it doesn't matter. I just no, need to make it to the main. Matter. Yeah, it's like, I just need to make it to the main. So they may be... 
uh, a tad bit more educated now um, and ready to just make it through the day for to be able to pace themselves better for the end. Right. So, I mean, and, and the Sherco guys, man, they're coming in strong because you got Wade, you got Mario, uh, Mario Roman. I mean, he, he's been here before as well. So, he, I mean, he was here last year. He, and, and he did really well too, honestly, I thought. Yeah, he hung with Cody. He hung with Graham Jarvis. Um, what did he they, – they really hung with Cody for a good three or four laps before they started kind of fading a little bit. But Mario didn't get lapped by Cody Webb, and not many people can claim that. <laughs> uh, I, I definitely can. No. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, I can claim that I have been, uh, I have been lapped <laughs> by him at least. In life, well, if, if not even just on a dirt bike. I, I hear you. Well, and then Manuel Lettenbecker, Lettenbeckler, however you say that. I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, I'm going to go. I would probably say Lettenbickler, but at the same time, that doesn't mean I know shit. <laughs> let's call him, let's just call him Manny. I like it. Um, I'm in. And then we'll call it Manny, Manny's dad, Manny's dad. Well, and I just heard that Andreas had knee surgery, so. Oh, uh, boo. He'll be here, but um, I imagine he won't be riding. But Manny, I mean, what, Erzberg, he got second, so. I mean, the, the guy is rolling right now. Um, factory KTM. KTM doesn't hire slouches. Yep. We know that. They got Cody Webb. hey Right on. <laughs> um, what have we seen? So we could say a guy like Johnny Walker, right? We know he's not coming this year. Uh, he's come in the past. We've seen him do extremely well at Erzberg, right? But then it, it's unfortunate that he was sick when he was here a couple of years ago. But, right. you know – does does I guess the question is does a good performance at Erzberg mean a good performance at the Tennessee Knockout or does that just mean good confidence as a racer going into another event? I don't think they correlate, but I mean if you can win at Erzberg, you you I mean you can ride a motorcycle anywhere. So yeah, I like that. Cody Cody Webb obviously hasn't won Erzberg yet, and Graham Jarvis hasn't won TKO. So I mean, there's something what, there. Yep, there you go. But I guess the bad news is I don't think Graham's coming back this year. Ugh, so, that's so depressing. He's even in the States right now, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's in Georgia right now. So, Graham, if you hear this, man, please come. We miss you. Yeah, Will has a beer ready for you because he's got like six of them that he bought for <laughs> me that I'm not going to be able to get. So Somebody needs to drink these beers. <laughs> Graham Jarvis, race and then drink my beers, please, and send me pictures. Right on. So, but, but Manny, how old is Manny Letton Bickler now? Like, is he made it into his twenties, or is he still in his late late teens? I think he's probably like twenty one. Okay, so he's in his twenties, but still early on. Yeah, that's yeah, gonna be can... cool to see, man. That's gonna be a good couple of years of watching that guy develop into one badass dirt bike rider. Well, him and like Billy Bolt, those guys have years of of battles to come. I mean, if if, if the Americans keep going overseas, I mean, Cody and possibly Colton and Manny and you know Graham he probably didn't have a whole lot you know left maybe maybe a year maybe two years but um I mean the future's bright with these guys for sure absolutely so we got uh Manny that was one of the younger ones who else uh do we know if Colton Haker is 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 uh coming or any of the other uh you know really well-known kind of uh Europeans or world enduro uh racers Colton Haker has been confirmed so Husqvarna will have their big rig there with a rider at least. <laughs> at, at least, least one. one. Right. Uh, unlike, well, last year, obviously they had Graham, but Colton didn't make it, but somebody rode his bike 
um, a, a Ooh, dirt. was it Dirt Rider or something? Dirt Rider, like yeah, that? yeah. So You're the, right. Somebody was riding the number ten, and I think it was one of the uh, one of the magazine guys. Yeah, and I passed him. I was like, yes, and I was like, oh no, that's that, that's not Colton. <laughs> but um, I know Travis Teasdale on the he's on a on a beta, right? Uh, sounds right. He's coming from South Africa, so um, I mean, he's obviously a player. He he could um, I imagine. I mean, we could fill out the finals right now. <clears throat> I mean, we we have fifteen solid solid riders that are confirmed. Uh, Max Gearston. I know he he hit his head or he had a hard crash recently. He he put that stuff on Instagram, but he's been confirmed. So another beta rider. And then um, I know Nick Ferringer, he's going to make another appearance at TKO. It's been a few years since, since he's ridden it, but he's been rolling. He got second last week at the Battle of the Goats. Yeah, he's been hitting a lot of the, the American Hard Enduros recently, hasn't he? Yeah, and he's riding a four-stroke. So he's running, that three, he's running that 300 Sherco. Just He's killing it. I what mean, a gen- general badass, right? Like yeah, I wish I had those kind of testi- testicular fortitude. Nick can pretty much ride anything, I think. Um, I mean, he's he's been an NEPG guy. He's he's been a GNCC guy, and now you know he's killing it in hard enduro. I think he he won the Mad Moose in Michigan, which was from what I've heard, it was super tough. Mm. I didn't make we didn't make that one. Was that one of the ones that was super wet? Yes. Okay, but that's a that's a Ferringer thing. Like he is so from the Northeast in that kind of wet, goopy area. I think that that's one like one of the places that he shines the best. Yeah. So maybe look for him to have a solid TKO this year. Yeah. It, oh gosh. Okay. We're going to have to talk about the terrain, but let's keep going. You got, I know you've got some other guys in your belt that you want to pull out. Well, you know, Mitch, he's, he's been riding with us this week. He came over, um, for the battle of the goats in North Carolina. And, um, he actually came over a little bit early last year and rode with us. And he was like, man, I'm coming and I'm spending two weeks, and I'm riding a lot in East Tennessee just to get that feel because it's totally different than the you know the desert in Arizona. Right. It's it, it's it's just something you can't just come here to the TKO one time and be like, oh, I can ride that stuff. So he's been here, he's been riding. So I look for Mitch to do really well. He's he's getting his tire situation totally figured out, his suspension dialed. So I think Mitch will do well. And I, I just keep thinking of these Sherco guys. It's unbelievable. Grayson Gonzalez from Hawaii. I mean, that guy, he's rolling. Um, he, he's done well at a few of the West Coast events, so I know he'll be here. Um, Josh Rukensmith, he's on a KTM. He made the finals last year. Um, he's like he's one of those just beast dudes that yeah. He, can't he, make... was, he was the same thing at Revlimiter, man. He just like beasted yeah. his way to the to the finals. If if he can't make it over an obstacle, he just pick his motorcycle up over his head and throw it. <laughs> that that's that's Josh Rugensmith if you haven't met him. So, uh, other than that, I mean, our boy Drew, he's coming off a um, a hand injury, so Kirby is just started back riding. He's kind of like the Cody Webb of the East Coast. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Something like that, and um, like when you go to the bar like- and you see your regular there, you're like, hey, it looks like Drew Kirby. Oh nope, that's just uh, just somebody else. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure I'm leaving off. You know, ten more guys that I don't. I don't know how to fill out that fifteen man final. It maybe we should do some kind of drawing if, if somebody could pick those fifteen guys they 
win a million dollars. I don't know. Do you think there's going to be a, a a name by the or someone by the name of Will Presson in that final? I don't know. I, I know that guy. If if he makes the final, his wife said he just has to retire on the spot, and so he'll he'll be done. Huh. Mission mission accomplished, right it there. Sa- sounds like somebody may be sandbagging it then <laughs> before the end of the day. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I, yeah, I, I really I really want to do a little better, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Now, and what did you finish last year? I finished seventeenth. Ah, oh, so close. I think I was about four minutes from making the final. But you guys have really been pushing it. I mean, I've watched y'all what you guys have been putting out there even before you really truly started posting a lot of stuff to American Hard Enduro. I mean, you guys have truly been practicing this stuff and putting in a lot of effort, and it shows. You know, I mean, like the fact that you are both of you guys were like straight to Sunday this year, right? Yeah, we we both made the top twenty five. Um, you know, I, I was twenty fifth two years ago, so squeaked into it. You know, the previous year didn't have to ride on Saturday, which for all those guys out there that you know want to move up in this tko thing if you can make the top 25 it makes your life so much easier (laughs) then you don't have to tear your stuff up on saturday you don't have to go through a set of tires you don't have to you know just wear your body out but you know for the top top guys i don't think it matters i mean if if ben kelly rides all day saturday if you know, Manny Letton Beckler rides all day Saturday. They can turn around and ride all day Sunday. Yeah. It doesn't matter for them. It's the guys that are just hanging on to the very tail end of the top 25 that it, it is very beneficial. Yeah, I'd say the guys like me, but I'm not really even hanging on at the top 25. It's more like the <laughs> top 250. Uh, nah. But, you know, well, it's it's fun. It's fun. Okay, I like all of that. I'm on board, and I think we've discussed it to a, to a decent point. But here's the thing. It's like this is the social media aspect of the world, right? So any place that we post this that you guys might be listening to it, if you have other thoughts on other writers that we either missed or that you think we just totally uh, you know pinballed it and that we're off guard – Make sure you leave some comments. Other people are going to want to discuss that. They're going to want to continue to talk about it. So don't just like hate us internally. You've got the power of social media. Hate us externally. Okay. Make hate sure us you out le- loud. Yeah. Make sure you leave those comments and talk about it. So let's talk about the venue a little bit. I know that you have been out there riding a little bit. You've talked to other people as they've been kind of putting things together. Do we know if Red Bull has like officially come on or are they just like throwing their media team out there for fun because of Cody? Like, is that grown in anything new? I really haven't heard anything new from Red Bull. It's um, so weird. I know. It, it just seemed like a couple of years ago it had such promise that this thing was going to be on Red Bull TV. This is going to be live. It's going to be, you know, I don't even know if we're going to have any people out there giving out free Red Bull this year. So hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully um, we'll show up and they'll they'll have their gimbals and their, you know, zipline cameras again. But we, I guess we haven't seen that for a couple of years, right? Yeah, I know. It, it's, I mean, they were there, like uh, Wes's guys were there the past two years and you could tell, uh, I think it was two years ago, you could, it seemed like it was a scouting mission, right? It felt right. like a scouting mission two years ago. And last year, it felt a little bit more like there was a purpose, that they were there for a reason. And I, I feel like that reason was to follow Cody Webb, right? Like he's now becoming one of their prominent athletes. And so they were like, right. maybe the events got some potential, but if nothing else, we'll get a lot of really good footage of Cody Webb and put something together. So if that continues in that growth path, yeah, sure, I could see them doing more, but it doesn't. I mean, I feel like somebody would have heard or said something, so I don't know. I, I love what they're doing. I mean, on on my Apple TV, that's the main thing I watch is Red Bull TV. So 
come on, Red Bull. Let's let's get this going. <laughs> Will's like, it. I want to watch myself on my own TV. Please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's make it, that happen. <laughs> just once, right? Uh, I could tell you what you could do, um, but mm-hmm. you're, you don't want to leave it somewhere where your kids could actually accidentally watch it, and uh, then you could watch oh, yourself yeah. on your on your own TV. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's the practice of making new children. No, no, I'm good there. Uh, yeah, no, I, I said the practice of. I, I don't. We wanna we wanna make sure we don't have any more. I don't want any more. Yeah. So any any format changes? I, I feel like the Tennessee knockout, the knockout format, has always kind of had a little bit of a. People have always like had a little uh, behind the scenes about it. Do we know if there's any format changes, or they're just kind of going with the same route? I like the head to head last year they added in. Anything new there? I know they're still doing the. Um... If, if you get 26th through 29th, then you've got to go head-to-head on the Enduro Cross, like, you know, one lane down, one lane back. Um, and actually, the dude that won that last year, um, I think his name's Chuck DeLula. Yeah. He has been crushing it this year. Oh, shit. Um, All right. I mean, he's like... He does a, not want to go back to the 26th through the 30th people. No. He, he's like, he's a 52, 53-year-old dude that just kills it, so... Look out for his name. I mean, Chuck DeLula. Nice. That, that guy's he's awesome. But yeah, um, I don't think there's any format changes. They've kind of they've been doing this long enough where they've got it how they like it. Um, whether or not all the pro riders like it, I know there is one particular pro rider that does like it. But some of the other guys I've I've heard you know say, oh, it's just a glorified enduro cross at the end, and and the one guy that can sprint for forty minutes is going to dominate. So you know. I guess if you don't like it, then get better at what you don't like, right? Yeah, I mean that's what Cody did to get better at enduro cross. He was like, "Oh, oh I just thought of a name. I just Ooh, let, me, go. let me throw Quinn Winslow. Oh, um, good one. Because Quinn, I mean, I know he was in the finals last year, top ten guy. He's been killing it this year. He, he crashed hard at Battle of Goats, so I just hope. I think he hurt his leg, and hopefully, it's just a deep bone bruise, and and he's not broken right now. But right. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Quinn's going to be. You know, he'll be in the finals for sure. That's good to hear. Okay. And I do believe you were mentioning some updates, maybe some additions to the Enduro Crash track there, kind of the central area around the TTC. What are you thinking there? Some big tires? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Well, my spies, who is. Hi, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you gave him up. What the heck? Sorry, Dad. Sorry, he's, Dad. He's riding sweep, so he'll be covering mile one to four on Saturday and possibly Sunday. So, uh, don't give him a hard time if if you only make it one to four miles. Be nice to him. He's going to help you. Um, he did say that he saw some gigantic, like, monster truck-sized tires that they hadn't moved anywhere. He said the Enduro Cross track looks exactly like it looked last year, only it's grown up. So that doesn't mean anything because I know in the next week they're, they're probably going to amp it all up, double the size of what it was last year. Um, it's the one thing there that scares the hell out of me is that Enduro Cross track. But, um, you know, tires, that's all I can tell you. Hmm. I don't know, maybe a new bridge, hopefully a new Austin bridge somewhere on the property, but well, it's, It seems like, too, I would say that every other year or every year we get a, a direction swap, right? That's kind of the, uh, the norm. Um, anything there as do we know, oh, we're going backwards from last year or is it, has that yeah, been talked about at all? I've heard they're running it backwards from last year, which means – on Saturday, uphill swamp is uphill. So um, I'm sorry for anybody racing Saturday that you have to deal with that. But 
yay for all the spectators that have to deal with that because it's yeah oh <laughs> uh, dude spot. that is such a horrible uphill it, it's not even steep it, it doesn't even look that bad but those are the slickest i mean if you go through there in the in the first few riders no problem right 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 it's the second lap that sucks but still yes you're correct <laughs> and and last year they just did one lap so i guess I'm I'm thinking the course was about 18 to 20 miles, so it'll be the same this year, 18 plus miles, and then the first 10 guys through there will have it easy, and then the next 240 guys through there will not have it easy. It will be like a greased pig. Those rocks are unbelievable. Uh, if anybody's listening to this that um, is going to be racing that event and is going to be going up uphill swamp. Please look to your left and right because so many people just stick to that main line like right up the middle and they just wait on the person in front of them to make it. And I'm like, bro, this is a race. Like look to your left, look to your right, watch where spectators are standing. They may be standing on like solid ground, like just Mm -hmm. throw that bike up there, make it happen and go somewhere else because the whole point of this is to move forward, right? And so if you just wait for somebody to clear an obstacle, you're not racing. You're sitting on your motorcycle. The problem is, um, so, when most guys get there, they're just smoked. So. Well, you know what? Start <laughs> start doing uh, start doing twelve ounce curls now, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe your biceps and forearms will be ready to go. There you go. I doubt it. <laughs> we'll Probably not. <laughs> it's a All right. Late. So, what else? How do we how do we put the period on? You know, talking about the Tennessee knockout. I, I, for me, it's if you've never been. It's such a unique event because you said it earlier, the rocks sweat. You know, as a spectator, it's hot, it's humid, but you're there with your buddies, you're watching cool dudes do things on dirt bikes, so it's it's a fantastic time. But as a rider and as a racer, having been there myself, it's such a unique experience because that type of terrain, the way it, it, it should be so easy, right? It should be so normal for hills with rocks, but it's not, and it's because of the way that those rocks wet from the humidity so that's a big takeaway for me so if anybody hasn't ridden it and they're heading there just be prepared for that anybody that's going there to go watch bring some beer bring some good times and just be ready to party i think bring some noisemakers because that's the one thing <laughs> I, I want spectators to get into shit and they're just like so quiet like we need chainsaws without chains and we need cowbells and we need Bells. noisemakers and we just need to just create some havoc in the woods um even if you're not drinking still sober, stay sober and do it i don't care but man, that's maybe I'll go get a, like a case of air horns and just start handing them out. I think that's a fantastic American Hard Enduro sponsors TKO by giving out air horns. <laughs> Bring earplugs. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll do that. But what about you? Where's your period at the end of this? Well, I mean, it, it just just come. I mean, if you if you haven't been there, and you know, even if you have to drive a few hours, come to the event. Support what we're trying to do. Support the Trials Training Center, the TKO, all these guys out there laying on the line. I mean, nobody's getting rich doing this. Um, but this is the coolest spectator sport, in my opinion. I mean, what other sport can you just walk through the pits and shake everybody's hand and give fist bumps and you know then go out there and be feet away, possibly even get your nose broken by rocks that they kick out from their rear tire? I mean you can get right out there on the course with these guys or get landed on like me at the rev limiter. Yeah. I mean, there's I, always I, that. I personally saved a girl's life a few years ago. Um, in the finals when it was raining 
and she slipped down onto the track and somehow like me and another guy just like grabbed her by the arm and jerked her back up the hill and she would have died. I mean, somebody was getting ready to run her over. I think it might've been Wally Palmer who we didn't talk about, but I think Wally is definitely going to be here this year. So look out for him. He's another, he's another finalist. I mean, he's a top 15 guy, no doubt. Oh dude. Wild Wally Palmer. That's just a guy to watch. That's a guy. You just want to shake his hand and say, thank you. Continue yeah. being yourself, please. That's all exactly. I ask. Exactly. <laughs> that that may be a good p- period for the whole conversation. Is just just say Wally Palmer. Yeah, Wally Palmer. Period. There you go. So where does this go from here? Um, I love the fact that American Hard Enduro. Uh, well, you did this before American Hard Enduro, but then you guys put out your fictional um, kind of uh, championship. Um, I right. know that that's caught some eyes. It's caught some ears, and people are talking about this. So. Is there any growth behind the scenes that you're seeing to give people hope that there is a, either an A, a national championship coming with this instead of the state championships that we have now, or B, potential more money to the sport of hard enduro in the states? Well, we, we've spoken a little bit with um, the AMA and Eric Kudla, and um, I know Nick Farringer, he, he's trying to get everybody rallied. Um, and the AMA is kind of saying, oh, yeah, we're going to have a series maybe in a couple, three, four years. And it's just like, no, we, we want this now. Um, so we, we've kind of been approached by a couple different companies talking about some money for the series. Um, but, you, you know, we're, we're trying to go about it the right way. We're, we're trying to go through the AMA. Um, we, we love what they do, you know, as, as far as, what you know, what they do for dirt bikers in yes. general. Yes, exactly. So we want them on board and we want, you know, everybody just wants a points paying series and and whether or not it's a nationwide series, which is probably not the best idea, or if it's an East coast slash West coast kind of deal, which I think would be awesome. And then, Hey, let's meet in the middle for the grand championship at TKO, you know, wherever, um, you know, there's a, there's a thousand different ways to skin that cat. So Let's just uh, see if we can't figure it out, you know. I like it. Or we could say, great job, everybody, on your 2018 East and West Series blah, blah, blahs. Meet in January at the Rev Limiter in 2019 for for you guys to decide who is the best of the 2018 peoples. But yeah, and then it's it's so it's it starts off the year, but technically then also ends the year for the people that are looking to claim. No, no, I'm the best. Yeah, I mean, the Super Bowl isn't played in the same year as the football season, so why can't we do that, right? I mean, if it's in Texas, it benefits me, so I'm in. <laughs> Let's do it. I like it. <laughs> and you guys could just come a couple days early and stay at my house. I mean, I'll just kick the kids out. We've got an RV. We'll put them in the RV. Y'all can have beds. It'll be fine. That sounds like an invitation. There's <laughs> always an invitation, buddy. Always. All right. Uh, so what about technology? I think that's one of the other things that's interesting is what we have seen develop. Uh, you know, I think one of the things that I noticed the most is suspension, right? And then what we've seen within, in the tire, the way that tires are made, you know, for so long you could only buy, you couldn't even buy the Dunlop gummies, right? Like you had to be a factory racer to get those. And then luckily, uh, you still can't. Oh, yeah. So maybe that's still a thing. I don't know. Um, but then, like, Kenda, you know, came to the table quite a few years ago with the Ibex. Well, they no, before that, it was kind of the gummier, like, uh, the, the... Equilibrium. The, the, yeah, the equilibrium and the triple sticky um, yeah. front that you would run with that. And then, of course, we saw the release of the Ibex. So kind of taking that compound, working with it a little bit, putting it in a different uh, mold, having fun with it. Now, 
where is that continuing to go? Well, I know um, you know Kenda is is probably leading the way in the American side of you know hard enduro tires just because of their gummy uh, compounds. But there's a bunch of European companies. I guess Golden Tire is no longer really around, but Shinko got their mold, and they've got the the gummy tire, and and then there's like X Grip and possibly Gibson, and there's three or four over there. So I mean, there, there's there's more and more tires becoming available, and th- it's it's been nothing but rear tires. It seems like everybody's just oh, we got to have this gummy rear tire, and then all of a sudden. Let's just say um, there may be a front tire on the horizon in the very, very near future. Cool. So um, stay tuned. We we think there'll be definitely some news in in the let's just say in the next seven days uh, about a front tire. That's awesome because yeah, you think about it like where we we think oh yeah we need to get our grip we need to make sure that when we you know, wrap the throttle or anything like that that we're going to get traction on some wet rock or some wet slick area with the rear tire. But what about a downhill with the front tire? Right, like yeah, yeah. Um, why, there's so many not? opportunities to to have, a, you know, a gummier tire or a gummier compound there to be able to use the same idea just in a different fashion. So that'll be interesting. I wonder how different a tread pattern like that would be. Well, because you got to think it's got to still work like a tire, right? Like it can't, uh, you, you can't. Like, yeah, it's got to. You can't reinvent the wheel. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it it's still got a corner. It's it's still got a. I mean. The idea is you're putting surface area on the ground. If if you don't have that surface area on the ground, you're not getting traction. I mean, that's at least the way I think of a rear tire. Uh, it's got to squat out. It's you know the more you can get on that rock, the, the better traction you're getting. So it's kind of kind of got to be the same way up front, um, especially when you're coming down a slick gnarly hill. If if that thing can flatten out a bit and and grab hold of something, then you're going to be able to stop. You're going to be able to slow down instead of just crashing into the ditch at the bottom. Right. No, I like that. So that's something to be able to look out for. But what about anything else, like anything maybe you've done that you feel is kind of specific to your bike as you've started to compete in more of these these hard enduro kind of events? Well, I mean, probably on on my side of it, just more economically, I run tubeless. Um, You know, a lot of the top, most of the top guys, I'd probably say if not all the top guys run bibs. I just can't afford it. I mean, right. I, I can't. I can't spend a hundred dollars on a bib and then drill it and and expect it to last a race or two. I mean, but tubeless is is definitely a viable option for the hopefully competitive amateur. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I but, run tubeless and I love it. Um, I've yeah. had it since tubeless 1.0 and I've got the tubeless 2.0 now. Um, yep. On my on my mountain bike now because of tubeless, I've seen a, quite a few different uh, things going around. But uh, I, I'm going to try Cush Core um, in my okay. mountain bike, which is it's not tubeless per se, but it's kind of like a flat resistant way to. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. It's actually the guy who does huh. Kreft Moto. Um, yeah. So he actually invented. He was working on uh, like. Once you look at Cushcore and see what that technology is, you could kind of go, "Oh, I see where this came from," and because he was trying to work that into the way that dirt bikes kind of are, ah. and so. But then he was like, "Wait a minute, this application might be easier and better right now for mountain bikes." On a mountain bike, and so that's okay. where he's been putting a lot of time and effort there. And so I've got a set of those that I'm going to try on the mountain bike. But yeah, definitely check out Cushcore because I'm writing I, it down. I feel like 
that's going to be something that we're going to see next. Uh, like we see it with Nitro Muse, I think a little bit, but I think it's right. going to be kind of a, an area that's untapped. Um, it could be interesting, so we'll see. Yeah, the, the, the more like like I've said, the more surface area you can put on the ground, the better. So, I mean, low air pressure is key. The problem with low air pressure is you're you're running the risk of getting a flat. I mean, you're going to get a pinch flat. You're going to get a puncture flat. The lower pressure you get, so it's just a it's a balancing act, really. So if if there's something, and you know, we've I've played with like a pool noodle running with tubeless, and, and that didn't work very well. But <laughs> P.S. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, you can try it. You it cannot do that with one of the dollar Walmart pool noodles. I mean, everybody knows that. Like those are shit. I tried it anyways. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> you got to go get the five dollar ones, okay? You got okay. to go with the high dollar ones. Not not the dollar store. No, not the dollar store. <laughs> okay, thanks, Brian. Hey, I'm just here to make sure that you don't screw up your life. Okay. Well, and and talking about you know new technology like the Explorer forks, the 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 soft forks on on bikes that people are running now. I mean, that's I think that's made a huge difference. Um, we're not running moto forks anymore. We're not running a stiff setup so that's got to help and and now with the tpi bikes coming out i haven't actually ridden one but i have a lot of buddies that have them and and they just talk about how smooth the power delivery is so that can't be a bad thing right right yeah that's going to be interesting because like i i you know if you guys pay attention to the seat time youtube channel at all you've noticed that i did a lot of testing with a sherco 450 last year and then i wound up purchasing my own sherco 300 the tank on both of those bikes right so the 450 is not fuel injected but it's re- oh sorry the 450 is fuel injected but it has mm-hmm. the exact same tank as the 300 and that 300 is like raring to go you can see exactly where all the quote-unquote fuel injection, right? Because it's not fuel injection. It's a two-stroke. It's not, it doesn't work the same. But right. the idea of the, the electronics and the, the mechanical bits that will go into that will be the same that go into the tank. And that, that bike is ready for the, the, the direct injection, if you will, for a two-stroke. So I think we should be looking for that from Sherco. Obviously, they've already put out their 2019 lineup, but it sounds like they have it as well. So it'll be interesting to see as more manufacturers start to go down that avenue and see how it progresses because that's the whole thing is what innovation, you know, breeds or is it competition breeds innovation. So right. once more people are doing it, they have to make it better and better and better. So Yeah, and I'm not going to pretend I know anything about how all that works, but I'm, I'm you know, Science. I'm only a, I'm a civil engineer. I'm not a mechanical engineer, so but when it comes out I'm I'm ready, you know, I'm ready for it. Obviously, KTM has come out with it. I don't know if I'm ready for the KTM yet and the yeah. you, know, you just don't 10, know if your bank account's ready. The $10,000 price tag, but hey, when when they hit the used market, I'm all over it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Well, I want to say thank you Mr. Will Preston for kind of pushing me and saying we need to we need to make more content again because I love talking dirt bikes and I love making content. So this was fun for me. I really appreciate it. Um, tell us again where more people can can reach out and find more about American Hard Enduro and what you guys are putting out there into the world. Go on to Facebook, up in the search <laughs> bar, up at the top, <laughs> type <laughs> in <laughs> American Hard Enduro and then click like. And then, and then you're good. You'll Nailed get all it. our, you'll get our content. Send it. To, do the same thing on Instagram and do the same thing on YouTube, and you're good. And I, I, like I want to, I want to say thank you, Brian, because uh, you know we miss seat time. Um, I don't, I don't know what I do when I drive now because I don't have your, um, 
your podcasts anymore. So we're looking for more of those. My my crappy voice to listen to? Yeah, exactly. You you entertain us for hours on end. So I'm getting (laughs) sick of going back and and listening to old interviews, but... I appreciate Anyways. it. No, yeah. man, I appreciate it. So for the, what he's talking about is, yeah, for years we ran a podcast and a, YouTube, a, a web show called Seat Time. So if any of you guys are tuning in that are new to this, definitely there are there are years of interviews with all the off-road dirt bike dudes to just go talk to. So check those out if you want to listen to the podcast. We're on YouTube as well, youtube.com slash seattimeco. Uh, we're on the Facebooks, Instagram, but honestly, Instagram and probably YouTube are where we spend most of our time now. We don't, I don't update the site that much anymore and Facebooks whenever I can think about it just because if i make a video and put it out there of me and my son riding that's what happens and <laughs> it's, it's like i don't have time to go update four more things so youtube is where it's at so that's the best place to subscribe and pay attention and all that stuff you don't want to know something that's crazy right now will yes in the past six months we went from six thousand subscribers to almost twenty thousand <laughs> that's amazing so that's what happens when you quit putting out videos so it's like an artist that dies. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, thanks for giving a shit. Nope, nope, we don't care. No, wait. Oh, he's not anymore. Yep, here we are. We're here. We're here. Where yeah, is it? Now we, now we <laughs> want it. Yeah. So uh, it's been fun. And so now we just put out. But honestly, yeah, I, I'm Liam is six. He's really getting into riding. He wants to ride more. Nice. And so, But he watches YouTube a lot. So he wants us, like him and I, to make riding videos together. My son's the same way. Yeah, so I think that that's, that'll be a big thing on seat time. Obviously, I've got the, the 2007 Sprinter van that we've had since 2007. We're redoing that right now so that him and I can have a little bit of a better camping van. So there'll be videos about that. So it's just, you know, the seat time stuff is now just it's just like it always is. Beer drinking and bench racing, dirt bikes, and cool shit. I don't know how nice. better to put it. So that's pretty much where it's at. Sounds good. Dig it, man. Well, I appreciate you pushing me. Remember, everybody, just uh, always enjoy a pint full of awesome, and if nothing else, we'll see you on the internet. Bye.